0: to the sports kingdom bot any filth core what what the sports kingdom bot what 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 the sports kingdom kingdom bot what is up everybody welcome to another episode of the sports kingdom show i am your host eric the duke of sports klar I am joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholki. What's going on, Tyler? How you doing, man?
1: What up, Dick? How you doing, man?
0: Good, man. It's the first night of Hanukkah, so So it's a great night. It's a great night. Yeah, Yeah. man. Before we start, be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSKshow. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at thedukeofsports and at tylers underscore world underscore. Like us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash TSKshow. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com, slash TSK show, or just type in the keyword, the Sports Kingdom show on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Tyler, I feel like every week we come in and say it's it's been a crazy week in the NFL, but this weekend was probably one of the craziest weeks this season.
1: Yeah, the big dogs play each other. Yeah.
0: Uh, we will find out how to... We will find out how Tyler's NFL Power Rankings presented by the Cup Barbershop turned out. And we will, as always, go through our picks of the week for Week 15, where we see the return of Saturday NFL football this week.
1: That's so weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, Also, the Younger Ball brothers have signed with a team in Europe. Yes, sir. Tyler and I will give our thoughts on that. Um, And we also had a discussion over the past week off the air about the future of the NBA yeah. And I guess you could say we came up with like a tier system. Some good stuff uh, on how uh, on how we view uh, a lot of these young players in the in the league who we think have a lot of potential, and we, we'll kind of give our thoughts on where we think.
1: Yeah, the NBA is going to be all right. There's some good yeah. stuff. there's some good stuff to come.
0: The, the NBA is in good hands. Yeah, but first I, I have to start with a little rant. I need to go on because I am absolutely furious about what went down over the weekend regarding Giancarlo Stanton being traded to the Yankees. This has collusion written all over it, and it's an absolute travesty that this trade was approved. So let me let me just set the playing field real quick for everyone. So this past season, a group led by Derek Jeter purchased the Marlins and basically said they're going to strip the team and build from the ground up, start a complete rebuild process, and this meant trading away the, the albatross of a contract that is Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah.
1: Stan's the, MV- the MVP.
0: Yeah, the the MVP this past season. Yeah. Like, it's beyond my mind why they would want to get the rid of him. The best player in the
1: National League. Yeah. He had 59 home runs. Yeah, no, he's a beast.
0: Um, Stanton's contract signed back in 2014 was a 10-year extension worth $325 million with an opt-out in 2020 as well as a full no-trade clause. Late last week, Stanton had not waived his no-trade clause for the for trades to the Giants and the Cardinals. And Jeter, along with the Marlins' front office, threatened him with being a Marlin for life if he didn't waive his no-trade clause for either the trades, all while knowing Stanton wanted no part of this rebuilding process. And one of the reasons he didn't waive his no-trade clause to the Giants, he's from L.A. He went to Notre Dame High School right here in Sherman Oaks. Yep. He's a hometown kid. I live
1: right next to the high school. Yes,
0: you do. Literally two blocks. Yep. Um but he said one of the reasons he didn't trade it was because he grew up a Dodger fan. He didn't waive his no trade clause was because he's a Dodger fan. Man.
1: So this is a weird story in and, general. There's, and the Dodgers there's definitely two sides to take on this story, but they're very drastic.
0: The Dodgers not getting Stanton is a whole nother story we can save for a later time because I'm absolutely pissed about that as well. But anyways. So Stanton released a list of four teams last late last week that he would waive his no trade clause for the 2016 world series champion chicago cubs the reigning world series champion houston astros his hometown and favorite team growing up the los angeles dodgers and of course the hated new york yankees
1: not a bad four to name no oh my god not a bad four to name on any of those teams would have been unfair
0: And the Yankees, who, oh, by the way, if you haven't forgotten, Derek Jeter played his entire career with and is arguably the greatest Yankee of all time, but that's also a story for another day. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. And so, Derek Jeter went on to call his former employer, and a deal was in place almost immediately. The Yankees would send Starling Castro, second baseman, and two prospects, Jose Devers and Jorge Guzman, to Miami for Stanton and the Yankees were going to kick in $30 million to help offset some of the cost of Stanton's contract. You can't tell me that this isn't collusion on part of Derek Jeter and the Yankees, and Jeter is trying to help his former team by pairing Stanton with Aaron Judge yeah. together along with the other young talent that New York has, like Gary Sanchez and Didi Gregorius and yeah, a couple yeah. other players. I don't get how a trade like this gets approved but Chris Paul to the Lakers gets vetoed <laughs> by David Stern for well, quote, quote unquote story. basketball reasons. Yeah, that, that. obviously different sports, but yeah. you know where I'm going with this. This yeah. is an absolute travesty. No,
1: it's weird. There's 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 definitely something there. You know, I mean, he did he did want to be traded, and he didn't he didn't want to be part of the rebuilding process and all that. But it's just it what going to the Yankees from Jeter just causes too many red flags, and then. Miami's already skeptical. He's already, you know, uh, blowing up the team, coming in there. Didn't never, never met with the guy. Never talked to the guy. Well, no, they did have a conversation. And then he went to my. Then he went to Monday Night Football.
0: Yeah, he wasn't even at the winter meetings yesterday. He yeah. was sitting in a booth.
1: Well, when, for- Cut- when Cutler's throwing the rock, you got to go watch. You know what I mean?
0: No, <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean because I would never go see Jay Cutler play.
1: No, it's, I mean it's just. People in Miami, I don't think are happy with Jeter right now. They should be furious with him. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly the Yankees, you know, gave him a decent deal, but I have to assume that someone could have given him bitter. But at the other hand, like, what what kind of star? They're not going to get any like stud from from Chicago or Houston or L.A.
0: Yeah, because they're not they're they're not willing to give that up.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But anyway, I just—it's
1: just fishy because Yankee, Yankees y- Jeter. That's just—it
0: doesn't smell right to me.
1: Yeah, it's that's uh, that's media gold. You can talk about that all day. Oh yeah, you can dive into that all all you want.
0: So, anyways, now that I've got that off my chest, <laughs> um, Tyler, let's let's move into this crazy NFL week and hop right into your NFL Power Rankings yeah. presented by the Cut Barbershop.
1: Extremely hard to rank teams this week because you know the whole. Well, they beat them. You know, they they lost to them. Everybody
0: played each other.
1: Yeah, eight of my ten, eight of my ten teams from last week played so each other.
0: Run down the breakdown of how it went for for where they stacked up last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had I had number ten beat number three, number nine, uh, uh, number nine beating six, number eight beating four, number seven lost to five, number six lost to nine, yada yada yada. Like it was, it, but and this is the third week in a row that's been the same exact ten teams. So they've just just in different orders. They've just constantly yeah, they're shuffling around. Um, The dust really hasn't even settled yet, which is just and it's not really even close because kind of hats off to the NFL for that. They're still they're still keeping it interesting. There's still um, ten teams in it for the NFC. I think there's around the same number for the AFC. Um, A lot of
0: meaningful games these last three weeks.
1: Yeah, when you got twenty teams out of thirty-two that are that are you know in the running, that's that's good. So. Um, yeah, you could really, you could still rank these teams anywhere, but, uh, I tried to give it a shot. Um, and I tried not to let record influence, like, you know, what tomorrow yeah, is going to bring.
0: We, we got to talk about what's going on in the present.
1: Yeah. So number 10, I'm starting out with new Orleans who was two weeks ago, one of, you know, the hottest team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, uh, but so come lost on, to the Rams, uh, yeah. And Atlanta. So, yeah. so, so. Those are tough losses, but and that's why they haven't dropped out of my top ten. That's probably why my, my you know my ten stays the same. But they're losing to top ten teams, so it's not necessarily they're losing to bad teams, but they're not winning games uh, for a couple games in a row now. So I bring them in at uh, number ten. Uh, I, they I still think they're going to get the uh, playoff bid. I think them in Atlanta will come out of the South. Um, I'm hoping Carolina kind of falls apart these last three games. I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be tough. We'll see. We'll see. Carolina, I mean, it's coming off a huge win, but um, which leads into number nine. I, I told you guys. I told you Minnesota's going to lose to Carolina. I knew it. I knew it coming as soon in. As,
0: as soon as the game was over, I got a text from Tyler. Yeah. Fuck the Vikings. Yeah,
1: exactly. There you go. They're ten and three. They're coming at number nine off a loss because now, you know, th- this is what I'm talking about when it comes to playoff football, you know what I mean? I just I think these teams are going to win. Um, and Carolina could easily be a team that they play in the first round, so Yeah, we, um, we
0: definitely could see that matchup once again.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think they're beating the I don't think they're beating their teams. I don't think they have enough offense. Um, you know, Carolina played a good football game, but ultimately, uh, you know, I just don't see Minnesota winning winning a playoff game. They are ten and three, so they gotta be in the top ten, but um I got them at number nine. Uh coming at number eight, I think that's my first controversial pick. I got the once once uh undefeatable team, uh the Philadelphia Eagles, Pennsylvania in at number eight now. Dropping down. Way down. They've even to, after a win. Even after a win, yeah. No, be, I mean losing went out for the season with the ACL injury, which is too that's bad. gonna hurt a lot they clinched the NFC East so they have to be in my top 10 but they're not i mean they're not winning a playoff game without Carson Wentz. i just don't i just don't think that's happening yeah
0: i don't think they're going to win a playoff game either now
1: Nick Foles has been there all year um i don't think there's any reason for people to get crazy and think Roma or Kaepernick or somebody else is going to come into town yeah no that's not going to happen yes philadelphia thinks they're ready to win a, a super bowl now but Without wins, I mean, they're going to give they're going to give Foles a run, and Foles is their best shot to win games because he's been there the whole year. He's a capable quarterback.
0: Yeah, he's been a starter in the league before. Yeah,
1: with with Philadelphia. Yeah, so, um, they are eleven and two. They are coming off a win against LA, uh, but I got them at number eight because just plain and simple, without wins, they're a different team.
0: Hundred percent agree.
1: Um, and then coming in at number seven, I got the Rams coming off a loss to the Eagles. <sighs>
0: This this Um, one hurts.
1: Yeah, it does because they should have closed that game. If they would have closed that game and had a two two, uh, two game lead on Seattle, that would change the complete.
0: That would change the whole NFC picture. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because now it's just like, well, Seattle LA, they play this week. If Seattle wins, all of a sudden, Ramps are out of the playoff picture.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, this is no disrespect to Nick Foles as a quarterback, but. If a team is leading in the fourth quarter, and the backup quarterback is in, you need to win that game.
1: Yeah, no, the, and, and it's too bad they didn't take take that opportunity to to. Win and that they game. had so
0: many opportunities, and they missed because of stupid mental mistakes yep. and getting penalties like Trumaine Johnson's unsportsmanlike conduct penalty yep. that yep. led to the Alshon Jeffrey insane catch touchdown.
1: Yeah, that's a young football team. That's after that, Carson Wentz
0: tore his ACL those because the, he played three more plays. Those are
1: the growing pains that a lot of teams take to try to get all the way. And you know, they are making a playoff run. And I still do think the Rams will make the playoffs. But you know, those are the lumps. It's too bad they didn't come out with the win because, like you said, that could have changed everything in the NFC. And
0: also, I mean, it sucks that Kayvon Webster went down with a ruptured Achilles, but. To think that he was playing with a torn labrum and a torn rotator
1: cuff yeah. for the entire year, yeah, that's kind of crazy stuff that goes on in the NFL. It's just you don't know what you don't know what 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 these guys are playing through, uh, yeah. the kind of conditions they're playing and, in.
0: And now um, Andrew Whitworth, who protects Jared Goff's blindside, got hurt uh, against Philadelphia.
1: Who is one of the best tackles in the NFL? He's probably
0: one of the main reasons why Jared Goff is having the season that he is.
1: He's definitely helping. Yeah, definitely. No, I, no, that's it's it's too bad. I mean, really, I, I want. I thought the Rams were going to win. I wanted the Rams to yeah, win. Yeah, so, uh, they had so many. They had They had everything set up for them. It's just that's the that those are the lumps you take as a young football team. Um, but I think they're going to be okay. I still think you know. Obviously, they're playing Seattle this weekend. So.
0: Yeah, it's rivalry I'm, week. Don't talk to me. Tyler. It's rivalry week, but I'm leaving.
1: They're still in control. They can still get it done. Yeah, they need a little help from the NFC South, but I'm not. I'm not sold that the Rams and the Seahawks are not going to be in the playoffs this year. Not yet. Um, There's still so, hope. So off of seven, LA. I'm going six, Seattle. Which maybe a little biased. I got them a little bit higher than. I'm than calling those. out all
0: your bias.
1: Loss against Jacksonville. Tough, tough loss. Bad loss.
0: Oh um, uh, yeah. We-
1: playing with playing with three linebackers that that weren't playing last year uh, that's not that's not an excuse to lose a game but we did lose KJ. we lost Bobby. Um, KJ is coming back. Bobby's uh, Bobby's kind of a day- to day but we have to have Bobby. If we don't have Bobby we are not we are not winning we're not winning against the Rams. We're not making the playoff run. we're not making a Super Bowl run. You have to have Bobby Wagner on the team um that's a that's a position that can't be filled for us um we have to have russell we have to have earl we have to have bobby um without those, those three guys, yeah those three like specifically we can't lose you know we got lucky that you know well not lucky but sherman and cam those guys are much easier to replace than someone like bobby or earl in the defense because of their responsibilities um so I'm I'm kind of I'm still thinking positive that Bobby Wagner is going to be there. So I got them at six. Um, I think they're going to beat the Rams this weekend. So I think I got them at you know the first place in the NFC West. Uh, making not happening. Play, pal. Making a playoff not run.
0: happening. Pal.
1: Russell's still on. That was a very ugly game. Um, yeah, we'll kinda, talk about that in a little bit. It was tough, but uh, moving on. I got to the team that beat them. Like I said, this power powering. Jacksonville
0: Jaguars.
1: Saxville, damn you. you got the best of me this time uh but i love this team they're great I, they're they were the t- they're a team built to beat seattle too unfortunately their offense did enough to where they could win
0: by the way it was i sounded like a complete idiot last week yeah i said it i'm an idiot because i said jacksonville wasn't the east coast because it's like florida and it's yeah. sunny and all of that it was snowing there was yeah. snow at that game like yeah, I look weird. like a complete idiot now.
1: No, hey, it was it was a weird game, but it played at one o'clock too. So you yeah. know, it was it was on the West Coast. So Seattle really didn't play at a different time. It didn't, the the time zone shouldn't have been a factor for Seattle. They just just it's been an up and down season for them. It's been arguably the toughest season since uh, Russell and Pete Carroll been there. Definitely. Um, and that and that Jacksonville D is legit. Yeah, no, they are. They're, they're that's a really good football team. So but we have to beat teams like that if we're trying to make a super bowl run. Um, but I think we're going to win out, be 11 and 5, you know, you out.
0: You'll win out after this week.
1: Like hey, and still that's 10 games, but I don't know if 10 games is going to get you into the playoffs. I think not in the I, NFC this year maybe. I definitely think there's going to I definitely think there's going to be a 10 and 6 team that doesn't make the playoffs in the NFC. Hopefully it's Carolina. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe. Hey, maybe Minnesota, uh, just a three-game collapse. That'd be <laughs> you great. would love it. For, I would love you that. would love
0: it for, to be Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota oh my
1: missed the playoffs. I just feel like I was right all along. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyways, yeah, number five was Jacksonville. Uh, coming in at number four, I got I got Carolina. Now they jump from ten to four off the win against Minnesota. That's a
0: huge jump.
1: But because of how everything, you know, uh, the way everything turned out this weekend, it, the way it, everything kind of makes sense, you know, Philadelphia dropped off of a win. Everybody else dropped off because of a loss. I don't think they're as good as Carol. I, I don't think Jacksonville's as good as Carolina quite yet. No, I don't believe um, so. Either they don't have the of offense, quarterback play exactly. So Cam's playing fantastic. Shout out to Snoop Stewart, Jonathan Stewart, three touchdowns. <laughs> Absolutely killing the Lacey it. product. Getting it done. Still in the NFL, it's it's awesome to see him killing it. Um, so yeah, I got I got uh, Carolina at number four at nine and four, but they could they're one of those teams with Seattle and LA. Um, they might not make the playoffs. So um, coming at number three, here's another big jump. They were number nine last last week. Falcons, the Dirty Birds. Yep, they're back. I, I mean, I've had them in my top ten all along. They've been kind of that sketchy team where it's like they could fall off at any second but this is a team that was in the super bowl last year had a 20 you know have every,
0: arguably the best receiver in the league
1: everybody knows the story of how the super bowl went they had tom brady on the ropes they just couldn't finish it <laughs> um yeah they're number three right now they beat new orleans they beat a good fo- a hot football team that everybody likes right now um they're R- more it really co-
0: hurt that Kamara went down in that game though
1: yeah that no that that hurt the saints for sure yeah. they need him um Coming off that, I also, I've been thinking this. This is one of the greatest uh, rookie running back classes ever. You yeah. got you got Fournette, uh, Kareem, uh, Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook. I mean, well,
0: Dalvin Cook got hurt, so we don't we never really got to see his rookie season. No,
1: but he got off to a very hard start. He did, but then also
0: Kareem Hunt had a very huge drop off, and still, Sunday Sunday was his first touchdown in ten games.
1: But still, his stats for a season look pretty impressive for a rookie yeah and their and his team's still in it to make the playoffs. so i mean he's still got three games if he plays well he played well last week plays well a couple more games people won't remember that little slide little slide 10 games and, well without scoring yeah <laughs> but i mean he was still helping his team yeah he's, they still want some games they did have a little uh they definitely had a uh, they had a losing streak for sure and they didn't play well but he's they're they're gonna be all right i like kansas City, so uh Here's the top 2. The top 2 are tough for me because I got I'm not going to lie, I got no, I got number 2, I got New England, but I love it. I, I got love New it. England love number it. 2 and Pittsburgh number 1, but I think New England's going to beat Pittsburgh. So it's kind of hard for me. I got to give Pittsburgh the number 1 spot after that tough win against Baltimore, down two possessions late, still made it happen, clinched the AFC North. Uh, for Shazier. And then and then New England goes out on Monday night and loses to Miami. So I feel like I got to penalize New England. I got it. I got to give Pittsburgh some love. Props. Penalizing New England. So I got Pittsburgh at number one and eleven and two. New England at ten and three. But Brady's going to get it done.
0: Yeah, and then my apologies to uh, Chris Boswell. I, I said yeah. his name was Brian Boswell. Hey, we're trying. Yeah,
1: you were thinking of Brian Bosworth, which is a Seahawks reference, which is awesome.
0: So, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that.
1: Um, so yeah, the so uh, week fifteen power rankings. I got a. Uh, I got Steelers number one this week. Um, then it goes Patriots, Falcons, Panthers, Jaguars, Seahawks, Rams, Eagles, Vikings, and Saints. All right. And
0: then before before we move on to the picks, uh, I something just popped into my head. I'm thinking in the NFC playoff picture, before Carson Wentz got hurt, mm-hmm. you have quarterbacks in the NFC. Obviously, Carson Wentz and Jerry Goff, number one, number two in the draft last year. But – for them to face teams in the playoffs, they'd have to go up against pl- players like Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. Yeah, All four have been to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, not easy. And not easy Drew guys. Brees and all Russell Wilson have all, won. Yeah, all four of those guys you named. I mean, that's not easy games to win. And all, all those guys have won. They've, they've
0: gotten to the ship. And, that, and that's also why I think Minnesota is also going to struggle in the playoffs with Case Keenum. Yeah,
1: Keno. exactly. That's why, I mean, yes, 10-3 Minnesota, you got to respect them, but that's why I put them at number nine because when it comes to power rankings, I'm thinking when it comes to Week 15 and the teams line up, you know, that's where I see Minnesota yeah. it, when it, when I'm picking games. so. And
0: and that's also – like that, that quarterback disparity between – like tiers of quarterbacks in terms of elite status yeah. and all of that. That's why I think the NFC is going to beat up on each other so much in the playoffs that I think the AFC is going to take the Super Bowl this year.
1: Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I only have three AFC teams in my top ten. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, the AFC is definitely, uh, but it's but it's a very competitive league. I mean, you got teams yeah like as a Phil, whole, it's got, a very competitive you got like league. Philip Rivers, you got Alex Smith. Um, Oakland, Buffalo—all those teams could do some damage.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens in Week 15, and as we move to Week 15, we will predict who we think is going to win.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I'm just always going to bet on the teams with a good quarterback.
0: Yeah. Uh, So last week I went eight and eight. Bad week for me. Bringing my season total to 114 and 63. What'd you do, Tyler?
1: I I. I went eleven and five. Damn I it. started out hot. Damn it! I got it got worse <laughs> in the afternoon. But uh, I'm sitting at a 69 percent win percentage this year. I, there you go. I got, I got to get it. I got to make a run these last three weeks.
0: Yeah, I definitely need to make a run so I can catch up to you and hopefully pass you by the end of the season. But <laughs> it's not looking good so far. If I keep going eight and eight, nah. So on Thursday, we have the Denver Broncos traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Battle of the horses uh broncos are four and nine uh colts are three and ten line for this is denver minus two and a half
1: yeah that's the i'm i got denver winning that I'll i got take indianapolis it. winning that I'll game take, i'll take denver and that coming off a strong win against the jets i didn't think they were gonna show yeah, up yeah that was shocking yeah i didn't think they were going to shut them out yeah that's it was super surprising because i mean it wasn't surprising since i know denver's a good team but i just didn't think they were going to show up so um uh, off of that game, I think they're going to come out and be able to beat the the Colts.
0: Yeah, well, I think the Colts are going to win. They're at home. They're coming off that crazy blizzard game. Yeah, they're was... gonna, it's going to be nice to be in an indoor stadium. Yeah,
1: that was terrible. That's, that just sucks. I just felt bad for the players. And like,
0: I'm sorry. Did can't like the NFL make a change for the jerseys? Like, you couldn't even see the Colts players.
1: No, I mean, I don't think the quarterback could see like 15 yards downfield at one point during the game. It was so thick. The
0: the Bills' quarterback Nathan Peterman had like 57 total yards throwing. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, th- I well after the first touchdown was scored, I was like, "Well, that's it. That's the game."
0: And the game went to overtime.
1: Yeah, yeah. Terrible.
0: Yeah. Anyways, now something that only happens towards the end of the season: Saturday, Saturday football. I thought this was for the NCAA
1: on Saturdays. Because college football takes a month to get to their their playoffs. It's yeah. just God damn, just hurry it up. Like it's a different football team by the time that comes around.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: So yeah, Saturday NFL, I'm down with it.
0: Yeah. And we started off on Saturday with a nice rivalry matchup. We got the Chicago Bears traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. Yep. Bears coming in at four and nine, Lions coming in at seven and six line for this is Detroit minus five and a half,
1: yeah I'm taking Detroit in that bet for sure i'm taking
0: I'm taking Detroit to win this game as well
1: I, I think I think they'll win more than seven points and uh they're still in the playoff hunt so they're yeah gonna they play. are yeah so they're gonna play tough they're gonna play hard they're gonna come out ready to go and they're a better football team yeah
0: the the only real question is the the injury status of Stafford's hand, so but yeah, I mean it looked I mean, okay yeah
1: exactly he's still he's still playing okay i think I think that um that, injuries mild enough to where he'll be fine
0: yeah so we both got the lions winning that game and then next we got a big afc west matchup the afc west has turned into like basically the nfc south just with worse records
1: yeah they're great i mean i've I've always i've always thought highly i've had i've had denver kansas city oakland all in my top 10 and every week i say carson's a threat to win yeah um they're good they're good carson could have got out too, you know a quick start with those losses early on in the season, so it's not surprising they're still beating teams. But going into Kansas City.
0: It's really know. hard to play an Arrowhead. This, this, game,
1: this game could decide the AFC West.
0: I think it is going to decide the AFC West, and I got the Chargers winning that game.
1: I got Kansas City winning at home.
0: Well, the coming line, at, coming off the the line win- for it is the Chargers minus one. So really? it's going to be a close game.
1: Damn, that's a good bet. I'll take Kansas City at home.
0: Well, I'm going with the Chargers. Little tidbit. Um, so I just started working for iHeartMedia Los Angeles here in L.A. And uh, on Sunday, I had a shift for the pregame broadcast for the Chargers at StubHub Center. So I was at the stadium before the game. Didn't get to stay for the game. I could have if I wanted to. Yeah. But uh, I just didn't have a ride back. So I needed to catch a ride back to the yeah. office with everybody else. Anyway, just being at StubHub... Like, I've never been to an NFL game. That was my first time at an NFL game, and I didn't even stay for the game.
1: Yeah, that's that's dope.
0: But it is small. Yeah. Like, it looks small on TV, but, like, I was literally on the main concourse level, and I'm 12 rows up from the field. Yeah. It's really small.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, 27,000 is not, not a lot. I mean, it's... I just think the average has got to be somewhere around seventy-five, eighty thousand people. Yeah. So this is just not even half as big as most stadiums, um, and the sad part is is no one's even showing up to those games. It's just, it's a tough, it's a tough season for the Chargers. They don't really have any home games.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to have a majority of the crowd when the entire crowd is so small.
1: Yeah, and you know they played. They played a couple teams that travel really well. So you know the
0: Redskins traveled very well.
1: The Redskins, the Eagles, both tra- traveled really well. Yeah, because they're a storied franchises. They've been around forever.
0: Yeah, exactly. So moving on to Sunday, we got first game of the day: Miami Dolphins coming in at six and seven, traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills, coming in at seven and six. Line for this is even.
1: Yeah, this is a tough game. I, I I had troubles. I had trouble picking a winner in this one. I went with Miami.
0: I went with Buffalo just because they're the home team.
1: I'm coming off of Miami off a of win against New England. Um, shout out to the Miami Dolphin fans out there. You beat the Patriots. Your season's made.
0: Brady's seven and nine in Miami for his career.
1: Yeah, that's always. I mean, they're like. I think they're the only the one team that won it in the last like 15 years. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. No, Miami's a good franchise. They had they had a rich they got a rich history. They've won a lot of games. They had the greatest team in football for a long time until the uh, Patriots went. And then you know in the '90s they had Marino. In yep. the Late '80s they had Marino. So uh, Miami's a good Miami's a good football franchise. It's been tough though since Belichick's been in town. But yeah, uh, yeah, I got them winning against Buffalo.
0: I got Buffalo winning just because they're at home. Hopefully, it's not another snowstorm.
1: Yeah, that would suck. I hate those
0: games. <laughs> that would really suck for the guys from Miami yeah, going from Miami not, to not Buffalo. To uh, next game we got is the Green Bay Packers coming in at 7-6, and six, traveling to Carolina here to take go. on the Panthers. Panthers coming in at 9-4. and four. This is some good stuff here. The, li- the line for this is Carolina minus six and a
1: half. I would take Green Bay in that bet because who knows if Rodgers is going to play. What See, if yeah,
0: I would take Green Bay in the bet, but I'm taking Carolina to win just because we don't know if Rodgers is playing yet.
1: Man, it's too I, early.
0: The problem is it's too early yeah. in the week to this tell.
1: Game, this game, yeah, this game is very, very interesting. This game can go any way. I'm going with the Packers. I'm going with the Panthers. I, I want the Packers upset. Maybe it's because I'm, like, secretly rooting for the Panthers to lose so the NFC West can get to the playoffs, but... Rodgers returns. It's it is a it's all another ball game.
0: Packers uh, could make a run for the playoffs if Rodgers returns.
1: Absolutely, they're still in it. There's, they got a winning record. They beat Carolina. They're right there. So, I got Green Bay upset.
0: We'll see. So, uh, Baltimore Ravens coming in at seven and six, traveling to Cleveland to take the zero and thirteen Browns. The line for this is Baltimore minus seven. I said last week, I can, I I don't know. If the Cleveland Browns will ever win a game, but I definitely can't pick them in any no. of my picks the rest no, of the season. They're not winning this game. Um, no, I don't think they're winning this game either. But who knows?
1: Hey, shout out the Browns though—they look like a completely different team with Josh Gordon on the field.
0: Dude, when he put those ton of shades on yeah, after I that mean, touchdown,
1: he just changes the atmosphere. He changes the look and the swagger of every, that entire team.
0: Did you see? Did it's, you see the Twitter awesome beef he got into? No, he, he got into a Twitter beef with one of the Packers DBs uh but one of the packers
1: good he's too good he's a freak like i wish we (sighs) god damn it i'm so pissed that we missed out on some of his prime
0: (laughs) one of one of the packers dbs i forget his name he went at josh gordon on twitter saying like he only had one catch but one he had three three catches that game and two josh gordon went back at him and said, Do you see what I'm working with over here? You can't hold my jock strap
1: on a good day. Yeah, exactly. He knows what's up. Yeah. You think you put him with someone that can throw the ball, it's over. Look at DeAndre Hopkins. I mean shit. Yeah. You just need someone decent.
0: So next we got the Houston Texans, speaking of DeAndre Hopkins coming in at four and nine, traveling to Jacksonville, take on the nine and four Jaguars. Line for this is Jacksonville minus ten and a half.
1: That's a tough bet to take. I don't know if I'd bet on that. But I wouldn't I think, bet on it. I wouldn't bet on it. But Jacksonville's going to win.
0: Jacksonville's going to win.
1: Maybe not by ten, ten and a half, but uh, Jacksonville's definitely winning this game.
0: Yeah. So do you want to?
1: Yeah, Jacksonville. That was a crazy little uh, incident with Seattle. Yeah. It, it, I. I just. I don't. I. It's tough to blame the guy, you know. It, I I can't, I you, can't. Don't, you don't want to support you don't want to support like after post game antics and yeah. dip into a new low and, and being someone, you know, but being at as the bad end of the as day, other people. At someone the end of the throws day, someone
0: throw shit at you? Yeah, at the end of the day, he's still a human being. Like someone threw a beer at him, they were throwing snow at him.
1: So what, because you have, you know, money in the bank, you can I I'll just yeah. I'll let you throw shit at me. Yeah, and like now, he is a professional, so I get it. I get both sides. He's I a, get both sides, but at the end of the day. Throwing shit out of the stands is yeah, a different, the fans different cause. The
0: fans definitely crossed the line, For I think, sure. the most. The fan
1: was in the wrong, 100%. Yeah.
0: And when he climbed the when he climbed that wall to try and get up there, those fans were in shock.
1: Yeah, they were scared. Yeah. Because they knew what was going to happen.
0: But it was just—it was
1: an ugly. Scene. It's too bad. I, I I hate to see Seattle involved with shit like that because, and know, uh, I'd like to think that we're better than that. We used to handle shit on the field, uh, but you know we're also frustrated. You know, very it's, frustrated. Been a, it's been it's been it's been an up and down season for Seattle. Um, they're still in the hunt. They're still in the driver's seat. Actually, you know, they still control their own destiny. But Jacksonville's a good team. They came out and played a good game. Um, but that fan. You know, he was in the wrong and yeah. I, and there's no doubt in my mind I would have reacted the same way. I would have reacted I think the exact most, same way. I think way. most people would. Doesn't matter if you got money in the bank, you're yeah. you're not gonna just get disrespected like that. If you're at your job and someone walks in your office and throws a drink in your face, you're not just gonna take it because yeah, you, know, exactly. you got a good salary. That's, yeah. what, that's just not how it is.
0: Yeah. No, I saw there was a funny meme on the internet. It uh it was like a still shot of Jefferson like climbing the wall and basically getting pulled down. And then the caption was just like in the far distance. You see Stephen Jackson punching a fan. Yeah, no. <laughs> that I mean, that's basically what it looked. It reminded people of was the Malice at the Palace.
1: That's what it could have been. I mean, it if really could. If he, he would have got up there when, once you get past security, then that's when it w- turns really yeah. bad.
0: And like Jefferson's a huge dude, it's a D lineman. Yeah, you know, in the three, NFL, a three
1: hundred pound so. athletic kid.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, and speaking of another crazy twisted franchise that usually gets into a lot of trouble. Cincinnati Bengals coming in at five and eight.
1: God damn it, I so badly <laughs> want to pick the Bengals to win this game. <laughs> I, I all all week I've just been like Annie Dahl and AJ Green, you know they got the names, they could come back. They're, traveling they're playing to, good.
0: Traveling to Minnesota to take on the ten and three Vikings. Minnesota coming in at uh yeah Minnesota coming in at ten and three. Line for this is Minnesota minus ten and a half. I would
1: bet. I would happily lose my like. I just. I'll bet on Minnesota and lose my money and still be happy that Minnesota <laughs> lost. I just don't want them to win, but they're probably going to win.
0: Yeah, Minnesota's winning this
1: game. I'm going to take Minnesota, but god damn it, go Bengals this weekend. I want <laughs> them to win. I and I, and I also think that Cincinnati's actually a good enough football team to beat them. I don't think this is a crazy out there uh, guess. Um but, yeah, Minnesota,
0: fuck. <laughs> uh, next we got the New York Jets who just got shut out.
1: Yeah. I oh, uh, I was disappointed. That was I, I shocking. Went, I went with them as, like, kind of my upset last year. Yeah, I went with them too. Just didn't show up. Yeah. Although that's a tough matchup, and, and the the Jets really aren't that good. I think they've outperformed what anybody thought they were going to do. I don't Oh, for
0: sure. I so mean, they were talking about not winning they were going to tank. Yeah. So anyways, they're coming in at five and eight they're traveling down to the big easy to take on the saints Saints coming in at nine and four you wanna guess the line for this game
1: i'm gonna say i'm gonna say uh uh saints um twelve and a half pretty close minus fifteen minus fifteen yeah, damn. Saints
0: are going to win this game. I would
1: take. I mean, I would take the Jets and that kind of spread. But uh, well, yeah,
0: that kind of spread is different. But the Saints points, are going to win the game. The Saints
1: are going to win the game. I would like this. I I like the Saints, and I think they're a good football team. So I think they're going to win against the Jets. Um, I love Drew Brees, but I'm just kind of rooting. I'm half heartedly rooting against all these NFC teams because I want the Seahawks to make the playoffs. <laughs>
0: yeah. So we'll see. Next, we got the Philadelphia Eagles coming in at eleven and two to take on the New York Giants coming in at the complete opposite two and eleven. Line for this is Philadelphia minus seven and a half. Philadelphia is going to win the game. Yep, but it's not going to be anything like it could have been if Wentz was this. This is
1: going to be a good game. I mean, Giants Eagles. Yeah, now it's going to be. It's probably going to be a
0: competitive game now.
1: It will be a competitive game. I think. I do think ultimately. Philly with Nick Foles was gonna have enough to beat the Giants, uh, because of how short handed they are, but uh this'll be a good game. NFC East always puts out decent battles.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh next we got the Arizona Cardinals coming in at six and seven, traveling to Washington to take on the Redskins coming in at five and eight. Line for this is Washington minus four and a half. I have the Cardinals. Wow. I have the Cardinals winning this game. Yeah,
1: I got the Cardinals too. Good Cardinals. Yeah. I I I've I've been rooting for them all year. It's been a disappointing year. They've been Riddled with injuries and whatnot, um, they can still have a winning season. It just shows you that I I love Bruce Arians as a coach. He's a great coach. I love the playmakers on defense, Larry. <laughs> Long live Larry the Legend. Yeah.
0: So now, Rivalry Week.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Been talking about this game a lot over the past couple of weeks, and
1: it's everything we could hope for. It
0: it means. Absolutely everything for both teams. Yeah, this is first the place. make or break, make or break game for both of these teams.
1: It puts you in the driver's seat. It allows you to control your own destiny. You could only lose it from from a victory out of this game.
0: Exactly. So we got the Rams coming in at nine and four, traveling up to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, coming in at eight and five. The line for this is Seattle minus one and a half.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's that, so honestly, they're giving that's they're little... giving the
0: Rams a chance.
1: That's a little surprising that see yeah, I mean it, it Seattle's been beatable at home this year so it, that's actually kind of surprising but uh yeah obviously I got the Seahawks winning but and I have the Rams It's going to be it's going to be great shootout it's all on Bobby really I mean that's how highly You're I really think,
0: putting all your faith in Bobby Wagner
1: That's really I mean that's how highly I think of him and and Earl I just don't think those guys are replaceable they do way too much um in the scheme that we run we have a single high safety, so Earl is just everything. Um, yeah, that's why people like Richard Sherman. We can kind of cover that with people that aren't quite as good as Richard Sherman.
0: Yeah, because Rich, Richard only plays really one side of the field.
1: Exactly. Where where whereas really, I mean, Earl is covering so much more than a third of the field. Oh. Um and a lot of times when they run man, he has the entire he has the entire uh, safety net. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Bobby is the entire, the, which is why everybody's job on the front seven so easy. Bobby always makes the play. Yeah, that's just the guy, arguably the defensive player of the year. That's what everyone's saying. I mean, I've heard multiple analysts. I saw, say, yeah, I
0: saw that. I saw that Players Tribune little snippet from uh, from Richard Sherman about uh, people not talking about Bobby Wagner's defensive player of the year. But I think Aaron Donald on the Rams side should be defensive player of the year.
1: Yeah, he's a great player. He's one of the. He's like you know the elite tier of interior defensive lineman. There's not very many people as good as him. Um, and he's having a great season. The Rams are and, having a great season. Yeah, so. And Aaron
0: Donald's probably the least talked about Rams star this season
1: his position is just hard to give a lot of notice to people don't under people don't understand how to interpret a good interior defensive lineman because there's no statistical evidence you can yeah, throw up on the screen
0: exactly minus sacks
1: because they're the guys that make the line there's a reason why linebackers have 100 tackles yeah exactly and everybody else has not very many I mean these defensive linemen, they think of them as offensive linemen for linebackers to make tackles. They're just absorbing blocks, right? They're so, creating
0: the holes for the linebackers. So to So if through. Aaron
1: Donald has two, three guys, you know, all, all over him, he won that play because he's absorbing three guys to where you know that opens up the matchups for everybody else. Hundred so, um, percent. Aaron Donald's a great player. Bobby Wagner's a great player. Bobby Wagner has to play for Seattle to make this run.
0: Yeah, it's. But gonna
1: be- as of now, I think he's going to play. And we're gonna be it, fine.
0: It's also gonna be interesting to see how the league comes down on both Seattle and Jacksonville after what happened. I mean, I you gotta think that there's gonna be some sort of suspension yeah, I'm sure coming Jefferson, for somebody. I mean, I'm sure
1: Jefferson, probably Bennett. Uh, well,
0: yeah, Bennett was penalized and then Fournette was also ejected, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I I'm not Fournette went I'm not it, sure it was, who's gonna get suspended for a game. I mean, there was a lot there was a lot of people that were penalized during yeah. the game, but for sure, Jefferson's getting suspended.
0: Yeah, and then Fournette went right at Bennett at one point in the scrum. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. no, ben, nine ben, Seahawks guys just.
1: Bennett Bennett, and Fournette are definitely uh, probably on the hot seat.
0: Yeah. So, now, we got a huge matchup on the East Coast. One and two. In the AFC. Number one and number two in Tyler's NFL Power Rankings presented by the Cup Barbershop. Yep. We got New England traveling to the Steel City, Pittsburgh, to take on the Steelers. Patriots coming in at 10-3 and three off a horrible loss in Miami.
1: This is going to be good shit.
0: And the Steelers coming off a huge win at home against Baltimore. The line for this is New England minus three.
1: I don't even know how you could put a line on a game like this because, you know, it could go so many different ways. Both teams could win by, you know, a big margin or it could be a close game. Uh, yeah, Antonio Brown is the dark horse for MVP this year. I think if he uh, he should definitely be in the conversation. If he ends up if he ends up getting two thousand yards receiving and Pittsburgh is up there with like twelve, thirteen, if 14 they get the reds, if they end
0: up getting the number one seed.
1: Yeah, I th- I think um, I think I give it to Brown before I give it to Ben. So Roethlisberger. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Yeah, so, well. Yeah. I mean, giving it to an, over a quarterback is not necessarily a hard. Easy a wide receiver is never one MVP.
0: Okay. So
1: the, yeah, exactly. That's why, you know, it's it's tough to give it if a receiver's having a good year, normally the quarterback is too.
0: Well, Ben hasn't and, had as great of a year as he has had in the past.
1: And Be- and Brown is just crushing it. Yeah. I mean, so he's first he's first in receptions, yards and targets. He'll probably end up leading the league in touchdowns. Um and Pittsburgh's a really good team, but I got Brady and Belichick winning in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, like you said it in the power rankings that you thought they were going to win this game, but I'm actually picking Tom Brady and Bill Belichick to lose two in a row. So I'm going with the Steel City Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't to win think this it's game.
1: physically possible for the Patriots to lose two in a row. So I just we'll can't, see. I can't I can't take it. I, I just Brady Brady's too good at adjusting. He's going to come fired up. I think they're going to come ready to roll.
0: It's going to be an incredible game. It's def- yeah. it's probably going to be game of the day.
1: Yeah, for sure. L- LA and Seattle. Uh, yeah, LA New and the- Seattle also. New and Pittsburgh, those are two great games.
0: So next we got the Tennessee Titans coming in at 8-5, and five, and they are traveling to San Francisco to take on the Niners, coming in at 3-10. and 10. Line for this is San Francisco minus 2. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I got the Niners winning this game.
1: I want the Niners to win this game, but I think Tennessee is the better football team.
0: Well, I think the Mariota injury is gonna hurt. Yeah, hurt Tennessee.
1: I, I just, I mean, I just like Demarco. DeMarco all those guys. I, I like Tennessee's team over San Francisco right now.
0: Yeah, we'll see. But Garoppolo, though, I got, I got to make up some, make up some wins. So that's, that's why I went with the Niners.
1: Niners not a bad one. That, that's, that's impressive that they're favored.
0: Yeah. Next we got. Next, we got the Dallas Cowboys coming in at 7-6, and six, traveling to Oakland to take on the Raiders, coming in at 6-7. and seven. Line for this is Dallas minus 3. It's also Zeke's first game back. I have the Cowboys winning.
1: This could have been like a big-time football game. And, well, actually, it it's, still is. It's the because, Sunday night matchup. And, well, and both teams are still in the playoffs. It's just neither well, team. Well,
0: Oakland, I don't think, is going to have – I don't think Oakland is going to be able to recover especially because me picking the Cowboys they, this week to win.
1: Well, I mean if if Oakland wins though, the uh the Chargers and uh
0: Yeah, they they whoever wins the Chargers Chiefs game and and the Raiders will have the same record.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean Oakland's still in it, Dallas is still in it. Both of these guys are talented. I I'm hope I want I, I got Oakland winning because I'm just I'm I got Oakland winning at home. I don't want Dallas to You're get hot. You're putting your faith.
0: You're putting your faith in Beast Mode. I know. I know. You don't you, you, Beast
1: Mode. And next, I don't want Dallas to have any sort of rhythm when they get Zeke back because Week 16, Dallas plays Seattle.
0: Yeah, that's going to be an important matchup, especially if Seattle loses. Yeah. I, so
1: I don't want. I, I want Dallas losing. I want them as much to put. I don't want them to have as much to play for. I got Oakland winning. All
0: right. So the Monday night matchup is. Not really as exciting as one would hope no. for in a Monday night matchup. But it is the Atlanta Falcons coming in at 8-5, and five, traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers, coming in at 4-9. and nine. I'm surprised the line for this wasn't in the double digits as well. But it's Atlanta minus
1: 6.5. Jameis on Monday night is the only thing the Bucks got going for him.
0: They got, the Bucs got nothing going he's, for
1: them. He's a big-time player and a big-time moments, but Atlanta's going to win this football game.
0: Atlanta is going to win this game by a lot. Yeah, They're they, playing for their lives. Yeah. The Buccaneers have nothing to play got, for. They have been mathematically eliminated nah, I mean, from the playoffs. I got
1: the, I got the Falcons as the third-best team in the NFL right now. They're there you have it. They could there be you the, have they it, could, folks. They could win the NFC still. That's, a, that's how good of a football team they are. Uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, you know, they still got those running backs. They're going to be good. Yeah. They're going to pound Tampa Bay. But Jameis on Monday night, fireworks. We'll see what he can do.
0: We'll see. Anyways, that wraps up the picks of the week. It's going to be another crazy weekend in the NFL because there's so much on, on yep. the line. Yep, yep. I'm excited.
1: Yep. L.A. Seattle this week. Let's go Hawks. Yeah.
0: Go Rams. Now, Le'Angelo and LaMelo Ball have signed with the team in Lithuania. Yes. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the team, but no, no. it it's just not going to happen. It's
1: the team the ball brothers play on, exactly.
0: Uh, but it's a one year deal, and they got what they wanted a pro contract overseas, and for them to be on the same team. According to ESPN, one of the reasons for signing the brothers is the team thinks it's going to be a big marketing impact. Uh, it's going to have a big marketing impact on the team, and I can't I can't blame them for thinking that because. No, obviously, obviously, you see the attention that they get in the States. It will be. Um, and obviously, LeVar is trying to get Big people, Baller Brand to go people, worldwide.
1: People will go watch him play.
0: Well, I don't know how many people are going to be able to watch him play in a 1,700-seat They'll stadium. sell
1: out whatever they're doing. I mean, it's, you know.
0: 500 of those seats are reserved for team sponsors and their friends.
1: Nice.
0: So, they, te- the team that they signed with plays in both the Lithuanian League And then the less competitive Baltic League. Mm -hmm. Uh, ESPN also had a source tell them that the team and the Ball Brothers have agreed to about 20 to 25 minutes of play time in the Baltic League. So in the less competitive league that this team plays in. What do you think of this decision for the Ball Brothers to sign in Lithuania? And how do you think it's going to turn out?
1: First of all, I think it's a good decision. I don't think it's a bad decision by any means. I think I think ESPN and the media has been extremely hard on these guys.
0: They have been. No, I mean, they have been it's very like
1: harsh. When once you start, what, well, you know, if you can if you can break something down and analyze it and say this is a bad decision, that's one thing. But to just root against some people because you don't necessarily understand them or are rooting for them personally or you don't like them, it's just like they, the people are just going at them. But this is like this is a 16 year old kid going to go play professional basketball in Europe. Um, doing something nobody else has done, yes, jello may not be as you know the same player, maybe it's not this you know highly touted league, but they're playing professional basketball, they're getting reps in um and i think I think it ultimately i think it's gonna work out well for them because I think ultimately what's gonna happen is they're gonna play in these leagues jello's gonna try and do this nba thing for a year now i'm not saying that this is gonna work out you really
0: want this football thing to happen no
1: no 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 no, not no i'm not even saying the football thing i'm just (laughs) saying for the next year of jello's life oh yeah for the next one year of jello's life he's gonna play for this team in lithuania he's gonna finish ball and then he's gonna enter the nba draft yeah okay and then he's gonna pursue that through the g league or because whatever, probably, because yeah, it'll probably be undrafted, it. but whatever route that is, that's going to take him a year. Now, he may circle around back to Europe. After that process, he may do a number of things. Who knows? Yeah. Now, Melo is going to play this year, and this is going to be a tryout. for. He's going to play for – I now I just think he's going to – now that he's lost his eligibility, his amateur eligibility, he's not going to be playing AU. He's not going to be playing college ball.
0: Yeah, What? so what happens to the big baller brand AAU team? It's.
1: I mean, I'm sure that LeVar still sponsoring a Chino Hills-based team. Okay, But that's cool then. I don't think it's as much as it was. Yeah. You know, maybe – I I think he has a nephew playing high school ball. Yeah,
0: he, he still plays for Chino.
1: Yeah, okay, so, you know, there might be some small affiliation, some sort of sponsorship, you know, buying the jerseys and whatnot. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Lamelo Ball is going to play this year, and, and then I think Lamelo Ball is going to end up playing for a really good basketball team.
0: Over, so he's going to move on to one another of the Premier contract. Yeah. Is, you know. So you think it's going to work out for Lamelo? He's going to play well.
1: This this is just this is just a placeholder, kind of a crutch to get to the next step. Right. This is only this moves basically only for Jello to just kind of be able to play competitive basketball to come into the NBA draft. Right.
0: Right. Which this would have never which, this would have never happened if. China have lamella
1: would be playing for like Barcelona or some shit in Europe he wouldn't be playing for Lithuanian uh a b league Lithuanian team
0: I don't even think it's a b league I think it's like the c or d league
1: yeah the coach doesn't the coach doesn't like Americans the coach doesn't speak English it's gonna be hard oh um, it's gonna be a very hard transition. But, just, I, but my belief is that it's just for jello um they want they want jello to be able to play um Competitive basketball up until the NBA draft. After that, he'll enter that. He'll probably go undrafted, and we'll see what happens. But I think next time, uh next year, next basketball season, LaMelo's going to be playing for a really good basketball team. And that's where LaMelo's really going to get his development. I don't think there's going to be a ton of development in this Lithuania league yeah. as far as them becoming better basketball players, but they're going to get reps in. Um, yeah, they basketball. LaMelo's going to, you know. He's going to do some special things over there. He's going to make people look silly. It's a really—I hope so. It's a really physical league, but I don't think they've seen athletes like this. So, yeah, I just—I uh, really
0: lament. hope the best for them. I really hope it works out. I hope that it's—I hope it's going to be a good thing for their developments as players. I
1: think it'll be—I think it's going to be a, a good development. Uh, I think it's going to be a good thing for them as far as their development as a person. They're going to be there all by themselves, small gyms. You know yeah. they they, you know these kids really love basketball or they wouldn't be doing this
0: yeah and I mean that was that was kind of like the
1: that's why I don't understand why ESPN is just hating on them so hard yes they're not doing it the the, the traditional normal way. way yeah Leangelo could have stayed in college for four years and gotten a degree yada 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 but that's not the plan for these kids right
0: that and that was that was kind of what they're trying to point. do point that was kind of the whole point in the statement on like their social media post on big baller brand on like Instagram and Twitter was like they they straight up said it's not about the money it's not about no, it's not. anything it's about becoming a professional and learning how to become a professional yep. playing basketball and getting better and trying to become the best player they can possibly be yep and that
1: Lonzo's a starting point guard for the Lakers I mean there those, you go those two kids play professionally you know they're sixteen and nineteen years old they're they're fucking kids you know so um, I think ESPN's being way too hard on them. I don't think it's as. I as, think not just ESPN. They, I think no, a lot no. of people are being yeah. way too hard. People on don't him. think that, that people think it's a stupid idea. They're not going to get any better. They're playing in some C league, but yeah, I. You just have to understand what they're trying to do and and see the end game to it. I think it all makes sense. Jello's probably not going to be an NBA player by next year. Yeah. But this is the process that they're doing. They're going to enter the NBA draft as as soon as they can, and yeah. then they're going to go from there.
0: It's creating a new wave, and it's. They're the trailblazers. They got to test the waters. Yep. So they got to see what works and what doesn't and who knows, 10, 15 years down the road, this might become the norm. Yeah. on how on how kids It'll definitely
1: be an option, you know. It's 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 not it's not going to be unheard of anymore. I think Right, and it, and it wasn't
0: it. unheard of before them, but the way that they're doing it yeah. is a different way than it's been done in the past. I've been watching like basketball my Jennings. whole life
1: and I've never seen Anything like what this family's doing.
0: Yeah. And I I think I said it last week or the week before. Um, I just watched the most recent episode of their reality show on Facebook, yep. Ball and the Family. Yep. And it was about Lavar's surprise fiftieth birthday party. I implore everybody to go watch that episode. Watch the show.
1: Watch the show. No, you'll it, think you if, will, if you if you're not a fan of the Ball family, you should give it a shot just because you just will keep see them in a mind.
0: completely different light. You will see that family in a completely different light. You will see the love that Lavar has for his kids. You will see the love that Lavar has for his wife, Tina. Yeah. It, it's incredible to watch that show and see I think anything like,
1: negative comes from hate. It's just like, yeah, you know, how can you hate three kids that –
0: They're just pursuing their dreams, and their dad is trying to put yeah. them in the best place to, f- to pursue their dreams it's and follow fam- their dreams. It's a family
1: thing. Exactly. Yeah. So – Lavar's killing it. The Ball family's <laughs> killing it. Um, we'll see what happens with LiAngelo. Melo's in a good spot. Yeah, Melo's got a signature shoe and a pro contract. He's 16 years old. Yeah. What did you do yesterday? Exactly. So it's whatever. <laughs> Lamelo, the ankle bully. So the walking bucket. Yeah, I saw those Facebook comments. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> now, to the future of the NBA. Yes, the NBA is in a very outside of the balls. Yeah, outside of the balls. Well, maybe one ball.
1: Well, there's some balls in there. Yeah, no pun intended.
0: Hello, the NBA is in a very good spot right now, and we we were talking before we we started recording. Uh, the Lakers channel did a did a very in depth interview with Kobe recently, and he was asked about what he thinks about this new NBA generation. What players he watches or enjoys watching and all of that, and he said something <clears throat> he said something that really stuck out to me in that the NBA has been a league where each generation there's never really been a drop off
1: in no. talent no it's a crop,
0: yeah, exactly and each each generation like you start with Even Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Dr. J.
1: Then you got, you know, you got Bird of Magic. Then you got the 84 draft class. You got the 96 draft class. Exactly. The 03 draft class. Exactly.
0: Each generation has had this. And now you have
1: this one and done generation. Exactly. This international generation that grew up with. He's, you know, the international kids are the kids that were young when David Stern was trying to promote the league everywhere.
0: Exactly, and David Stern was really the commissioner that brought the NBA to the world. He was, for sure. Yeah, he, for sure. He, yeah.
1: Absolutely, that was his goal. And it's here. I mean, look at the two best young players in the NBA are are, are are kids that did not grow up in America, Giannis and Porzingis.
0: Yeah, and even players like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Yep. Well, I guess Ben Simmons went to high school in America, but, no, but he's from he, Australia. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's a it, it's a it's a worldwide game. Everybody's playing basketball, and the it, you the all all these crops have personalities, and this one definitely does. It's a oh, long, for sure. it's a long, athletic, fast, positionless you know, positionless um, crop of players, and there's some really that has, to, that has a wide variety of
0: skill. Yeah, they can do everything. And, yeah, and it, fun
1: to watch. It's it's. You got some flashes of some old school players, but it's it's these guys are their own generation.
0: Yeah. So Tyler and I kind of came up with, I guess you want would say a tier system.
1: Yeah. I the mean,
0: the first for us the first tier is very concrete. It's not, it's,
1: it's not so it's not so black and white with everything. You know, right? They're, it's not just one, two, three. It's normally you know there's guys. Yeah. That are in, in you, a can group, you can group you can
0: yeah exactly you can group. A, a good amount of players into yeah. certain different groups yeah absolutely so but in our opinion like this first tier is pretty concrete and then everything after that we can kind of mix and match so we'll kind of yeah we'll yep. kind of just talk about everything so but the first tier is giannis chris as carl anthony towns and anthony davis
1: superstars
0: yeah superstars
1: these are these are hall of fame players
0: Hopefully, one day. Yeah, God, I mean, I, barring I think, anything, I think
1: barring a Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill, Vince Carter scenario, these are and those guys probably still make the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, know? so I went, I went up and looked, I looked up their averages for this season and then what their career averages are. Mm-hmm. So for Giannis, who's arguably having his best year, well, not arguably. It, this is his coming out party. This year, he's averaging twenty nine point eight points per game. 10.4 rebounds per game, 4.5 assists a game, and 1.6 blocks a game. For his career, he's at 15.9 points per game, 7.1 rebounds per game, 3.6 assists per game, 1.3 blocks per game.
1: Yeah, he had, had a slower start. I mean, you won an improved player what twice? Or no, once. Really once. once. Really once? But he makes huge leaps and bounds every single year. He's in the NBA. Yeah, so.
0: and he probably did probably one of the most. I mean,
1: his stat line this year looks like Shaq numbers, but if you watch him play, he's, he's
0: doing the complete opposite of what Shaq does. He's
1: got the body. He's got the body of Durant, and he, you know,
0: An even lankier body than Durant.
1: Yeah, and he he plays he plays so weird. I mean, all he has he has these weird step throughs and these weird pivots. And but he just covers one so much. moves.
0: He got from like half
1: court to yeah, the free throw line. When and he one lifts dribble. off, he can just he can put it in the rim so easy. Yeah. It's and then he bad. he
0: did probably one of the most disrespectful things over the weekend against Utah with that oh, dunk with like uh, six. Gobert. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That was big nasty.
1: Time, I mean shit, Gobert's only like two inches taller than Giannis. Yeah. It's insane how yeah. well that guy moves for his size. He's a freak.
0: Yeah, no, he well, they call him the Greek freak for a reason.
1: He he is a freak.
0: So Porzingis, this season, he's averaging 25.5 points per game, 6.6 rebounds a game, 1.1 assists per game, and two blocks per game. For his career, he's at 17.4 points per game, 7.2 rebounds per game, 1.4 assists, and 1.9 blocks.
1: I can't wait to see his career numbers compared to Dirk's.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, my biggest concern with Porzingis, and don't get me wrong, I think he's... No doubt about in this tier one, yeah. And he's a superstar in the NBA right now. He's killing it this season. Yep. But my one, th- my one concern with him is a concern that a lot of people have with players that are seven two, seven three, seven four is injuries. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is the body being able to handle the wear and tear?
1: Luckily, he's just he's got a mid range and perimeter game.
0: Exactly. It's it's different now in the NBA when players like Shaq and Yao Ming and Sean Bradley and those players were more post dominant. And there's a lot more wear and tear on the body because of the physical brute force of the sport at the time. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. You're absorbing people's lower you know, moves on the block and now you know now you're stretching out to guard these stretch fours. You know before
0: before we left to come here to record, I was watching the beginning of the Lakers Knicks game and Porzingis hit a thirty footer.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's Dirk reincarnated. He's going to he's gonna try to project his career off of him. Which is um, not a bad idea. Dirk's still playing. <laughs> Dirk's still on the Mavericks. I don't know if you guys knew that, but Dirk and is still playing. he's killing it. So, I think Perzingis is here for the long run. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I hope that he stays. I hope he's the Nick. I hope he rides the highs and the lows of, of the Knicks his whole career. I don't just, know about and that. And it it's just... The big market, the international player in New York. I think it's great. It's a good fit.
0: They're going to need to do something about Dolan and the front office if he's going to be a Nick for life. Because if I was him, yeah, I, I think, don't know. If, I, I think don't know if I could handle
1: that. My thing, if I was an owner, I'd let Porzingis outlast my coaches and my general managers. I would. I would build around Porzingis.
0: Yeah. So but, now,
1: but I'm not. But I'm not an owner. So well,
0: maybe one day. Maybe one day. So Carl Anthony Towns, who is Rookie of the Year,
1: <laughs> that guy. I mean, he's, all these guys are just so yeah. impressive. But the dude. one,
0: the one area where Towns needs to really get better at his defense.
1: But he still has such a wide range of protecting the rim,
0: right? But he needs to be able to use it more efficiently.
1: Yeah. So he'll get there. I mean, just think when he's like twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yeah. Look like, at Demarcus right now. And,
0: and also, by the way, we're. The the list of people we're talking about right now and who we're gonna get into is players twenty five and under.
1: This is yeah, these are these are guys that could be here and we're gonna be talking about seven, eight years from now. Yeah.
0: So Carl Anthony Towns this year is averaging twenty point one points per game, eleven point six rebounds, one point seven assists, one point three blocks. For his career, he's averaging twenty one and a half points per game, eleven point four rebounds, two point two assists, one point four blocks.
1: The, de- the, stat- the, the decline in stats is not alarming to me because who he's playing for and the style of basketball that I know Tom Thibodeau likes to play. Exactly. He, he's, not, he's, not, uh, he's not doing it all for that team. Not he has He has help on the exactly. offensive. You know, his po- he doesn't have to be 25, 26 points a game. Yeah, he uh, doesn't
0: need to do it all anymore. There's
1: not going to be as many possessions with Thibodeau, so he's not going to be 15, 16 rebounds a game. Yeah. Um, but also so,
0: having help, like you said, on the offensive end with like players like Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler, Jeff T.
1: He essentially almost has no responsibility on offense. He can do any, anything he gives you as a plus, and that's yeah. great because he's a great offensive player. So, I'm a, I mean, Minnesota's future is extremely bright. Uh, I love that they have Thibodeau and young guys with Jimmy Butler. They got the perfect mix of everything. Um, it's a really fun team to watch. I'm glad they're actually, you know. Starting to pull it together.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, the guys, the guy's going to be an All NBA player forever. I mean, this yeah. guy's going to be around for so long. Um, he has so many different tools, and him, and he him, can always, and he him he like
0: can, Porzingis, has the ability to bring you outside the yeah, paint he can and work stre- you outside. He can
1: already stretch the court. He has an outside game. I mean, you see him shoot jumpers. You know, it's like he's you know Lamarcus Aldridge or something. He he really does have that, like that touch. Yeah to his shots, not necessarily just being able to shoot a three or a mid-range jumper, but he has touch. He looks good. Yeah. Um, he's not this clumsy guy that's, like, all mechanical and whatnot. <laughs> um, and, he, and he affects a lot of shots on defense, even if he's not getting all these blocks. People are aware of where he's at on the court, and oh, they're shooting and, over and his he,
0: extreme reach. Exactly. He might not be getting as many blocks per game as he once did, but he affects each and every shot that he can test, even if he doesn't block the ball. Yep. So now I think probably the most proven player that we're going to be talking about yeah. out of all of these players is Anthony Davis.
1: Which is funny because he's deal- dealt with injuries more than any of them.
0: Yeah. Well, but he's that good. He's,
1: I mean, he's that special.
0: Minus Embiid.
1: But we haven't talked about Embiid yet.
0: Yeah, but we'll get there. Yeah. So this year, Anthony Davis probably arguably having one of his best years. He's averaging 25.1 points per game, 10.6 rebounds. 2.7 assists and 1.8 blocks.
1: Garnett numbers.
0: Yeah. And So for his career, he's at 22.6 points per game, 10.2 rebounds a game, 1.8 assists, and it's actually a down year for blocks this season. He averages 2.3 blocks per game for his career.
1: Well, I think he's playing less center.
0: Yeah, because of Boogie.
1: Yeah. So that that makes sense. Um but Ed Davis is a special – I mean, he's – there's – what are you going to say about a guy like that? He has, he does it all. Yeah, he's he, just got to he stay is, healthy. He is the best player in that first tier. He is the future. He's. I mean, people for the last two, three years have been picking him as an MVP candidate before the season starts. Yeah, and he
0: just can't stay healthy.
1: Because any year he could be the most – you know, people are just waiting for a 30 and 15 year. That's, that's, that's what could come. We've known, oh, about yeah. We've known about him since he was in high school. He's been highly touted all the way through.
0: All four of those guys could get a thirty and fifteen year.
1: Yeah, which is the which is the future of the NBA? Exactly which is what we're talking about.
0: So where where do you want to go next? Who do you want to talk about next? Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do it. Lonzo Nin- Ball,
1: nineteen years old, number seven in the NBA in assists, number seven and in people the NBA, are,
0: and people think he's a bust
1: at nineteen. You know,
0: flirting with averaging a triple double.
1: It's uh, I think he's the future of the NBA at point guard. There's not a ton of point guards out there, um, that are that are old school point guards. Um, yeah, it's he, a lot of ball dominant point And to say he's an old school now. point guard is kind of crazy, but he really is a you know a Jason Cade, Magic Johnson, John Stockton, of, John Stockton type of player. He's a, he's a pass first guy, but he can rebound the ball. He's athletic. He has size. He has length. He can play defense. So, uh, yeah, I think Lonzo Ball is in that that, that next tier that, we're, that we'll talk about as far as talent in the NBA and where where we're going to see him in the future. Um, I think he's going to be an all-NBA player. Uh, the shooting is, is concerning, but eventually I think that will get fixed.
0: Yeah, so Vinny Bonsignor, he's a writer for the Daily News, he tweeted earlier today, It's funny the freaking out over Lonzo Ball's scoring. Steve Nash didn't average more than 10 points until his fifth year at age 26. John Stockton until his fourth year, age 25. Those are two Hall of Fame point guards. And Ball already exceeds rebounding, assists, and defending at 20 than they did as rookies.
1: And not looking it up, but I'm pretty sure Kobe did not average double-digit points his rookie year.
0: No, he was coming off the bench.
1: Yeah, I think he averaged like nine points a game.
0: I, I don't even think he averaged 15 minutes a game.
1: So it's, you know. It's, it's people sh- people are that's, – that's that's my issue with uh, why I feel like I have to defend the ball family, which is stupid. But um, because people have such this negative, they're, they just want them to fail so badly that they're reaching so badly. Yeah. Shooting percentage alone, yes, I'll give you that. Yes, the Lakers aren't very good. I'll give you that. But this kid is 19 years old. There's a lot worse out there. And he's actually playing very – he's affecting the game, and it really was. exactly. He makes his, good passes. His he's effect not, he, on he's the not game. He's not taking bad shots. This guy's not taking 22, 25 shots a game and missing these highly contested, you know, step-in-front-of-the-three-point-line jumpers or these, you know, highly contested um, drives to the basket. He's taking good shots. Shots that people are not his his teammates aren't like pissed about the yeah, shots he's taking. Exactly. If anything, they
0: want him to shoot more. Yeah, they want him to be more aggressive. And that's the thing, is like people aren't giving him enough time to develop. It there was this much like bashing and hate on Brandon Ingram at the same time last year, and Brandon Ingram is taking a lot of forward steps this season. It's like you got to give these guys two, three years to develop in the league. Brandon Ingram's only like a month older than Lonzo.
1: Yeah, no, Lonzo is a freak. I mean, and Brandon Ingram is too. I mean, those guys are so young. It's so young. Can't buy a drink. Technically. Tec- well, yes. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're getting in free LA. Drinks. Yes, they can't buy a drink, but uh, you know. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, you know, I really do think Lonzo – I'm not trying to be a homer. I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to be that guy. I really do think Lonzo is that good. I think he's going to be there in the end.
0: Exactly. I think he's going to have a long, fruitful NBA career. And who, who
1: – what – What? If, <laughs> if you're a 10-year-plus NBA veteran and you're averaging nine assists and eight rebounds, like you're happy with that. You're paying a lot of money for Look that. Look at
0: Draymond Green. Draymond Green barely averages 10 points a game. He averages like nine or ten rebounds a game, and he averages like seven, eight assists a I game. I've always
1: said, literally, the Warriors had any possession, anytime the Warriors wanted, they could get a Draymond three wide open. Hundred percent. Anytime they want.
0: Hundred percent.
1: Anytime they want, that's easy buckets. But, but Lonzo Ball is
0: looked at at a bus as a bus. Twenty five. People, People want exactly. him to be a bus. People exactly. They're just he, rooting against him because they hate his father.
1: Yep. That's too bad because he, I think he has a good dad. And he's but. and
0: he's handled all of this. So admirably.
1: Cold as ice walking into Madden Square Garden.
0: Oh, that was pretty.
1: Cold as ice. My man wears a gray hoodie with the Elmatic cover. On the hoodie, but instead of Nas's face has Lonzo's face on it. Z O two baby. And the Z O two logo over the Nas logo. Now Love in it. New York City, walking. First game Square. in MSG. After saying Nas isn't hip hop, the man walks into Madison Square Garden with that hoodie. Cold as ice, my man. Shots fired. Yeah, cold as ice. Lonzo, shout out Lonzo. He's he's in that next tier. So
0: yeah, I mean I, I agree Lonzo's in the next tier. Uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how his career turns out.
1: The, the the there's a bunch of guys out there though. I mean, you got Devin Booker, Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid. We haven't even talked ben about Ben Simmons. Ben
0: Simmons. Devin um, Booker scored 70 last year.
1: He's a walking bucket. That boy can fucking score, dude. Dude, like, it is he, insane. When I watch him, I just laugh because I didn't see it coming. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I knew Devin Booker was going to be a good player. I mean, even he went to Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. So that's even plays more to my point. Even coming out of Kentucky as I wanted, I was like, "It's okay. Yeah. All right. Devin Booker. You. But know. he's
0: like a he's he's but like a dude, Kobe. Watch him play. He's like a Kobe. He's like a he's a six seven shooting guard.
1: Watch him play. That and can score can the score. fucking bucket. I mean, the dude is looking for buckets. He's coming off he's coming off the screens. He's hitting jumpers. He's creating his own shot. He's taking it to the rack. And he's the he's hitting thirty footers. I mean, fuck, if you haven't seen devin Booker play you it, you, you really have to watch him and, and it, just enjoy his offensive game another
0: another another point about the seventy point game he did that in Boston, and the Boston fans gave him a
1: standing ovation
0: after not many opposing players get standing ovations in Boston
1: I think he can score i mean i hope I hope that he stays the path because the shooting guard has been such a lost position in the nBA for so long since the ninety 96- six crop of guys the Ray Allen's the yeah. Kobe's the Iverson's the Vince Carter's the T-Max um you know Dwayne Wade kind of did, did his thing James Harden has, has kept yeah. it going but even those guys have become more ball handlers than a true shooting guard I think Devin Booker is an old school shooting guard exactly that's it, really one of the only guys in the league outside of maybe Clay Thompson yeah and the guys I just named maybe Bradley Beal um He's I'd say future, Bradley, Bradley
0: Beal more ball dominant.
1: He's, a, he's the future of the position.
0: Oh, 100%
1: agree with that. Yeah. He could easily be in that first tier. I just, you know, I'm sure he'll be there soon. Yeah, one day. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the NBA is in great hands. I mean, you even have – I even like players, you know, like Schroeder and Miles Turner that could be I really I love good.
0: Miles Turner. Miles but, Turner is going to be a factor in the NBA in the next five to seven years.
1: Dennis Smith is extremely exciting. Aaron Gordon – um, Drummond, De'Aaron Fox.
0: Drummond, I I could. People see. thought Josh
1: Jackson was going to be the best player out of this draft. Yeah, you know, we don't know.
0: It, dude, it would not surprise me if we saw Drummond one season average twenty and twenty.
1: The dude is a beast on the glass. He
0: is a monster.
1: Perfect for Detroit. Detroit, and needs it's to crazy. Do and it's crazy. It. To th- Detroit needs to make some moves to get that team where it needs to be, while they have Drummond.
0: We're we're not going to talk about Detroit this much. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna yeah. give it to Matt Hanley like We're not gonna give it to Matt Hanley like that.
1: Oh, Matt Hanley would love us to talk bad about the Pistons. He, <laughs> hate, he hates everything associated <laughs> with Detroit. Um, Kuzma, Kuzma. What if Kuzma makes an All Star game? Kuzma I mean, would You be know, a, he could Kuzma, be,
0: Kuzma would have been a lottery pick if the draft was done today.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's been those classic Laker teams that have three All Stars, four All Stars. Yeah. He could be one of those guys.
0: I would love for that to happen. Can I think it's going to happen. Ed, can he
1: be an Eddie Jones or a Nick Van Exel? You know what I mean?
0: Robert Ori, Rick Fox.
1: He's better than those guys. I agree. Those guys are I honest. agree. And now, Robert Ori, all respects for what you did, my man, the postseason. I'll Seven rings. That, but, Seven rings. But Kuzma's a good basketball player, and uh, I'm excited. Kobe. I mean, in, that same, in that same Kobe interview, he, he talked about how him
0: and Kuzma got dinner, and he complimented Kuzma on A how articulate he was and B how he loves that Kuzma is like curious about things and
1: like always wants to know how things are happening and Yeah, he's not he's not someone that's just like okay with being where he's at. Yeah. He's always had something to prove. Yeah, exactly. He's not you know, some of these guys their whole life was to make it and they made it. And that's it. You know, and then you know, they have a they have a subpart. Speaking career they might not they might not tap out their potential but but hey whatever you made millions of dollars in the nba good for you yeah but there are some people out there that are just constantly hungry
0: speaking speaking of players that when they get there they're like all right great i made it like i'm done that's one thing that i hate about devin booker is that he's best friends with d'angelo russell and d'angelo russell is a player that's just in the NBA to say he's I'm in the glad NBA. i you brought up
1: D'Angelo Russell because I had a list of guys under 25 I think are not going to make it.
0: I would put him on that list. D'Ang- D'Angelo – Well,
1: not even not going to make it. Like, these guys might have 10-year careers, no. but they're not going to be stars.
0: D'Angelo is going to be a, a, the best player on a bad team every year for the rest of his career.
1: D'Angelo uh, – D'Angelo, uh, Jabari Parker. But he had dealt
0: with injuries.
1: Dragan Bender.
0: Yeah, I – I mean, no one's
1: watching him. Fourth pick in the draft. Uh, he's Jale- got to get out of here. third he's, pick in the but draft. But him and
0: D'Angelo Russell are now in Brooklyn,
1: and they could be a nice fit offensively.
0: But they're still uh, going to be a bad team.
1: Bi, no, stop Brandon it, Ingram, stop
0: it, stop it. Take Brandon Ingram off that list now, now. Yes,
1: I did. I did just shout out four Duke players, but hey, I don't know. I'm not. There's something fishy yet. about
0: that. No. I, you can't be sold on B.I. yet because he's still developing. He's not done.
1: No, I got it. I got it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I hope. I hope. I'm praying for him. But, uh, hey. So, anyways,
0: that wraps up this week here on the Sports Kingdom show. Yes, sir. Um, unfortunately, there will not be an episode next week because I will be out of town. But we will be back in two weeks with At another. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you, Tyler. I appreciate yeah. it. No worries. Um, I'll be back or we'll be back in two weeks with another great episode for everybody. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSK Show. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. Like us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash the TSK show. Or excuse me, Facebook.com slash TSK show. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com, slash show, or just type in the keyword The Sports Kingdom Show on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Happy holidays to everybody out there. We'll be back in two weeks. Yes, Peace. Right.
1: Yep.